Linda and I were out of town this week uh, for two or three days, and um, I've had a, I don't know, a spirit of anger since I got home. Um, and I'm having trouble getting past it. Pray for me. Uh, it could be relieved with, I received a phone call, but I didn't answer it. Uh, my computer crashed that I've had for over 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> and what's sad is I can't remember the last time I backed it up. Uh, and on top of that, they uh, they told me, when it looks like what yours did when you brought it in here, don't expect to get anything back that's usable. <laughs> so it's been one of those last two or three days that you just never want to experience, you know. Uh, I'll give uh, whoever is up there this morning, uh, Sarah or Stephanie or Kristen, time to get the scripture up. I want to read it first, and we have eight verses. Um, I'm still in I'm a Christian, number eight, and um, the title this morning I'm going to give you in a few minutes uh, after we read the scripture it's Luke chapter 18 if you want to be turning verses 1 through 8 find it on your I'm reading from the NIV this morning because it it just complements a little more what I'm speaking about this is Christ speaking Uh, in fact Luke is gives a, a in route to it and Christ is teaching a parable or speaking a parable to a group here and it, it's very interesting and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart and he said in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man well that's a bad statement for a judge isn't it never feared God or respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man. It's one thing to fear God and not respect man and not know it. But this man knew it. <laughs> He knew he didn't fear God. That's a bad place to be. Though I neither fear God nor respect uh, man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. And nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Did it ever occur to you that nothing occurs to God (laughs) nothing occurs to God 
He knows, as Marty said, what was happening this day before we were ever spoke into existence. Nothing occurs to God. And yet, this parable encourages us to continually pray. Now, you put that in that perspective that so our prayers are to be continually. Um, Understanding this is a parable which is simply a story. This was not a real judge. This was not a life event of that time. Christ was telling a story, a parable, um, that shines light on a truth. And Luke even states that the parable is to teach us that men ought always to pray. We ought to pray without ceasing, the scripture says. Never give up on anything. And the story even states, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. We hear this and other scriptures throughout the the Bible uh, as Christians should pray for the same thing over and over again until we get an answer. Uh, It's it's insinuating, and, and I don't know if you're like me, that the squeaky wheel gets a grease. I, I, I got a power saw out yesterday at the house and it sounded like a bearing was going out. And I'm like, this thing's got to go. I can't handle that. And I went and got another power saw. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. The, it, it's like that dripping faucet. God hears the faucet dripping. Drip, drip, drip. And he answers those prayers. That's what That's what Christ is saying here, that we should never continue, I mean, we we should continually pray. But today, I'm going to tell you there is a time to stop praying. There is a time to stop praying. How many of you have ever prayed for something or for someone for many years? Anybody? Many years. Think about that. Uh, I, I guess my, mo- uh, my most recent was the salvation of John Bertram. Um, never anybody in my entire life touched my heart to want to see someone saved like John Bertram. He'd come and sit in this sanctuary, sneak in after service had started, and leave before the closing prayer was done so he didn't have to be approached. He did that for years from the old building over here. And if I visited him once, I visited him hundreds of times. Hospital, at home. Linda and I even met with him in his barnyard and we offered to kneel in the cow manure of his barnyard and and pray with him for his salvation. I even carried around this little Kelly and Gina give us these little wooden hearts uh, in years ago, back when we were in the old building and and the, to as a prayer reminder and I carried that for years in my pocket so that every morning when I got up I put that in my pocket and prayed for John Bertram every day for years oddly enough I 
I lost that little wooden heart almost immediately after he passed away. It just is like that burden was lifted and gone. And I didn't have the opportunity to win him to Christ. John, Paul, and Katie did. But God answered that prayer. You know? And and you, you just... I mean, sometimes we pray because we don't like the answer. Not now. Sometimes we pray because the answer is no. Do you realize if you got everything you wanted, your life would be so crazy you wouldn't have a clue what, what to do with it? Sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes the answer is an immediate yes. And we see it happen. But thinking, God, I'm never going to give up on my prayer request. I'm going to continue to aggravate you is, is what we really think when we pray those type of prayers over and over and over again. But something that you don't hear much from many preachers or taught in Christian circles is there is a time to stop praying. So what do you mean, preacher? When God has already spoke and given you an answer, it's time to stop praying. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, I think Jonah is a prime example. God spoke to Jonah and gave him a mission, a vision, a task, a calling. Told him to go to Nineveh. And what did Jonah do? He ran. You know, he went off and like, I'm going to pray about this before I go do what God's called me to do. And I wish I could tell you the number of times that I've heard preachers say I ran from God. Um, I wish I could tell you the times that I've heard people say, well, I need to pray about something when God's already given an answer or he has already spoke. Um, I knew what I was supposed to do, but I prayed and prayed. I even heard one guy say, I tried to tell God he was mistaken. <laughs> he was mistaken. He, you know, Romans eleven twenty nine says that the, the, and it's clear, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance or irrevocable in now you think about that. When God has spoke and duty calls, it is time to stop praying. I heard someone say, God spoke to me about witnessing to someone, I ought to, uh, you know, but I'm going to pray about it. God's already answered that prayer. We are to be His witnesses. We're commanded to be his witnesses. You may pray about an opportunity. You may pray about the right words to say. But to pray about doing something that God has already commanded you. It's time to quit praying about those type things. Well, I, you know, I have this sin in my life and I'm going to pray you know, about stop. No, God's already, you know that it's not right. It's not. You might pray for the strength to quit that. But to pray about whether or not you ought to continue is 
you have an answer. He's already spoke, and it's in his word. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to pray about it. It's, it. it's the Holy Spirit has already told you. He's already spoke to your heart. Uh, I've heard people say, I got saved. You know, preacher, I got saved, and, and I'm going to pray about whether or not I should get baptized. There is no legitimacy to that prayer. Those that were saved gladly were baptized, the Bible says. In other words, there's a time that we stop praying about certain decisions and things in our life because God has already spoken and told us. that, Folks, I hear folks, I'm going to pray about attending church. No, no, no need to pray about attending church. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Now, I'm, I'm, I understand COVID. I'm, I'm not, but I can tell you when times are not in COVID, there is no praying about going to church. It's just something people ought to do. Same thing about giving. I can, I can go through the whole list of, of things that there is no prayer about it. You might pray how, when, where, why, and all of the stuff that is associated, but it's time to stop praying when God has already spoken. Uh, I had a guy say to me one time, a witness to him, and he said, well, I'm going to pray about getting saved. And I said, I, I, no, I didn't say it. I'm about to tell a fib. But I sure thought, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. Today's the day of salvation, God says. There's no praying about I need to pray about whether or not I... You just get saved when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and draws you. And there's a time that we stop praying. And something that God has already spoken, that He has already given direction, we are not to pray, but obey. Tweet that. We're not to pray about certain things. God's already given us that answer. And it's obedience that we are to be involved in, not praying about whether or not it's the right thing to do. When you already have that answer, when you already have an answer from God, just because you don't like it, it's time to stop praying. <laughs> I had an uncle that sat on the board uh, at the previous church where I was at for seven, probably seven and a half years. Um, and our board would pray. Uh, our pastor was one of these. He wouldn't come in with a recommendation as to here's what we're, we need to do. But in a matter of vision or, or in a matter of mission or choosing a missionary, uh, he would come in two months in advance and say, I want you all to pray about this person, whether or not, you know, we, we want to, and we'll make a decision two or three months from now, rather than, well, let's make a decision now. I've prayed about it, and here's a recommendation. That's just the way he done business. Um, and after a decision was made, my uncle would always second guess, even though we'd prayed about it for months, he would always second guess and, 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 and simply would say, I'm going to pray about this more. 
And a decision had already been made, and, and he was just, you know, especially if it was something that he just wasn't wholeheartedly in agreement with. Uh, a huge step of faith, or a fi- I remember when we put together a five-year master plan to build three buildings, over $7 million and stuff of, of grounds and stuff. There was a high-rise in, in that plan, and, and just all kinds of, you know, of of desires and thought processes the gymnasium that was there the the teen center the bus garage was all part of this huge master plan and it was bathed in prayer the congregation voted um to do that and and you know four years into it and we was ready and 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 the finances had come and my uncle said well i think we ought to pray about this more and I, I just, I remember, you know, sometimes it's just time to stop praying about something when God's already give you an answer. And I've had folks come and ask and, and say, Preacher, will you pray with me about a certain job? And I st- I, 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 I'll stop and pray with them right out in the parking lot sometimes. And so let's just pray about it now because I'm liable to forget. And you you think about that and they go put in an application. They get an interview. They've asked some of you to, to pray with them about it. And they get an offer and then they say, well, I'm going to pray about it. Sometimes it's time to stop praying about it when God's give you the answer. You know, I, I mean, you just have to think about that. It's, it's time that, that you just stop praying about certain things when God gives you an answer. A, a new car, a new home. You, you've solicited prayer from others and you've prayed. And, and God provides you that dream. Or God gives you the things that you've asked for. And provides a way to finance or get it. It's time to stop praying about that. And, and accept what is happening in your life as answered prayer. When you solicited that and where God provides or guides He provides. And, and when or if He opens up a door. We need to step through those open doors. And that's called faith. And without faith it is impossible to please God. If he doesn't want you there, he'll shut the door instead of leaving it open for you step through. But it's sometimes when he answers, it's time to stop praying about certain situations. When surrender is the answer, it's time to stop praying. Sometimes the one thing that you have been fighting against might actually be the opportunity or an invitation from God to surrender. Many a new preacher has fought this battle. I had no intentions, personally. 21 years out of ministry, I had no intention of ever 
getting back in church and pastoring, youth director, anything. I came to this church 11 or 12 years ago, I've kind of lost track, to do one thing, and that was to hear Calvin Evans Sr. speak on a homecoming Sunday. Little did I know you conniving bunch had been praying for me for an extended period of time. But God just kept opening door after door after door. And the Holy Spirit, you know, kept speaking. And Linda and Brother Dave and many of you, you know, pushed and prayed. And he had showed you long before he showed me. There was no need for me to pray about that decision. I've put very little prayer in any of that because God was looking for me to surrender. He already made a decision. It didn't occur to him what was going to happen in my life. He knew. But surrender was my part of that answer. Surrender can be a hard thing. Surrender can, can make the Christian doubt. We're afraid. We're afraid we're going to lose control. We are afraid that, that we uh, are going to lose our stake in the pie or possessions or reputation is at stake. We're losing ground. We're going backwards. We Christians are weird in the fact that we think, even though we have example after example after example in this book, we are weird in the fact that we think we can do a better job running our lives than what God can. How stupid, or I should maybe say how stubborn can we be? Sometimes surrender is the answer and it's time to stop praying. People ask me all the time, Preacher, how do you know what, what church God wants you at when it's time to, to put your put your put your you know put your stake down? How do you know when it's time to or where when it's time to leave a church? When God stops speaking to you? How do you know where the right church is when God starts speaking to you? And you surrender to what the Holy Spirit is saying? We, we waller. Is that a word, waller? We waller. It's a word for me. We waller in decisions Sometimes when we just need to surrender to what the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. I'll never forget. Kyle Newman asked me to pray with him about a job. And it was at the city mission as head of the kitchen there. And... We prayed about it with him. 
And I knew Mitch. We, our church supports the Huntington City Mission and had for years. I didn't pray about it, but about two seconds, and that was with him out here in the parking lot. I went right home and called Mitch, and I said, Mitch, you won't find anyone more qualified or any better. He said, you know, I interviewed him once before when this position opened up, and we hadn't, you know, it just, it didn't, it, it just wasn't. He said, it's odd that you call, because it's kind of like God's put in a ceiling, you know, on, on that position. And so I'd give him a reference, and it's kind of like God had aligned the stars my prayer was a prayer that he surrender to that decision, what God was calling him. Whatever it is that God speaks to you, sometimes praying about it is it's time to stop and just get busy and surrender to what it is. We need to understand we are invited to trust God. We, and there is no good thing that is withheld from a fully surrendered soul. Nothing. Then we can rest and have peace in those answered prayers. Peace and assurance is a way that God calms the heart and lets you know that it's time to stop praying and trust. Just trust in where God is leading and what He's doing in your life. It is sometimes like we are startled when God answers our prayer. We, we are scared or fearful because God answers a prayer specifically. And it's almost like as if there was handwriting on a wall. But please understand, nothing occurs to God. He knows what's going on in your life before it ever happened. We, we, we want to ask questions. Well, how is that going to happen? How are we... When we stepped out by faith to build this building and to, to make those decisions, didn't even own the property that it set on. Now you think how crazy that was. Went to the bank and... Dan and I did and talked to Jason and he wanted to know where we was at and we told him we already bought a building. It's set and he said, I just got to love you all. He said, you just work by faith. You're here not even having a property where the building's going to set by faith that God's going to provide. We'd done prayed and had an answer. We knew what God was leading, where we were going. And the peace and assurance are signs of God's presence. Are signs that God is involved in what you're doing. There are some things though that we must always pray about. Grace. God give me grace for the day. God help me to be merciful because that's not our nature to be merciful. Protection. Lord, if we ever needed protection, we need it now. Provision. 
favor. Wisdom. You know, you know, you're not, you don't know how to gain wisdom. Pray for it. It's given by God according to the scripture. Guidance. There are certain things, and I could go on and on and on. However, sometimes we need to realize it's time to stop praying and act, obey, surrender, trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I ask you this morning, what is it? What is it? that you need to stop praying about today. And just say, God, I'm going to trust the answer that you've sent me. I'm going to live in the peace and the assurance that I've made the right decision and I'm doing the right thing. God's already spoken. I'm going to make a decision to do it. I'm going to make a decision to get baptized. I'm going to make a decision to join a church. I'm going to make a decision to trust Christ as my Savior. It's time to stop praying about some of those things and just do what God has already spoken in your life to do. Let's stand. Father God, I I don't know who needs a simple message like this. But I know there's complications that come with decisions. Knowing that a decision is the only thing that leads to change. That takes away the turmoil sometimes. The fear. The anxiety. knowing that it's your grace and mercy that sustains and that your guidance that gives peace when we trust and put our faith in you. Father God, I pray this morning for those here that are setting anxious about the coming days and weeks, knowing there's seven or 17, I've lost track, teachers sitting in my midst that are going back to school in the next few days. God, help them to put their faith and trust, knowing that you got this. For the students and their parents, the anxiety that they face, God, help them to make the right decisions and put their faith and trust in you. Knowing that you've got this. On and on and on, we can wonder. We can worry. We can fret. But God, today we come and we trust. We speak faith into the lives of the folks in this room. To stop praying. To obey. Surrender.